listening to The Open Kitchen with James Melgren and Chef Olive. James is a world-famous author and food writer, and Olive is a chef, author, and cooking instructor who is known throughout the neighborhood. Together, they will answer real questions from students at Kitchen on Fire about food, ingredients, cooking. Egalite! Okay, my friend. This is it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us, even if it's just because your browser's stuck and you can't get anything else. (laughs) Uh, Today we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, as usual. We're going to talk about cheese. Again, I know, we're going to talk about cheese. Can we we talk about me? Uh, Yeah, as long as it's about you eating cheese. (laughs) Anyway, so sit back, relax, unless of course you're driving, in which case you should probably pay attention. But there will be a quiz at the end. You can still relax. Ah, good, good. So, hey, somebody asked, and I'm not going to tell you who because we're trying to protect the innocent. (laughs) What challenges have you had to overcome in the kitchen? Um, Interesting question. Yes. And so you had challenges in the kitchen? None. Absolutely not. You were born. I know you were born. I was born in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And my challenge is to survive. Yeah. I was born in a hospital, so I had to learn to cook. Right. So challenge, there's a lot of challenges in the kitchen. One is for it not to catch on fire. That would be the first one. That's a good one. For me, it was the timing of food. The timing. Yeah, timing dishes. If you're cooking a lot of different things to make sure they all... You know, for all my imaginary friends that came to so dinner, you cook. I, I wanted the food to come out at the same time. <laughs> at the same time they yeah. arrive or <laughs> yeah. in your head? Yes. Um, the, the timing is really, really important. I know we talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah. That's one of the things I've heard the most. People are always wondering how to time everything perfectly. It's it's difficult. The, the thing is you have to prepare everything and then reheat it right? or let it kind of simmer. Yeah. So that's the idea, and it just it just takes practice, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. as I cook more like and more, else. I got I got better at at missing up at the lots time. of things. As a cook, I'm a very good plumber. <laughs> as a plumber, you are a terrible <laughs> a cook. mediocre cook. Um, let's see. So my challenge is, uh, I remember when I started to work in a professional kitchen, when I moved to America, was uh, the language, obviously. Oh yeah, and I had to learn Spanish. Well, I had to relearn Spanish. Ah, so you went to you went to Latin America, right? <laughs> and the funny thing is, when I came here, I spoke better Spanish because I had to. I mean, literally, uh-huh. you cannot speak English in the kitchen. You, there, there's no nobody. I mean, English is really. Uh, I don't even know if it's a second language in the kitchen. <laughs> right. You well, know, I mean, seriously, it's a. So you have the young kid, the, the young chef that can. They don't know Spanish, so it's me. French guy speaking Spanish, and then people asking me what they say or stuff like this. It was funny. That's so, funny. So that was my challenge: is to be able to communicate with all the the Mexicans. So at the time when I was there, it was it was mostly Mexican right. in the kitchen. Right. And well, you spent time in Spain too before yeah, you came here, yeah, right? Lots. So, but still, I mean, be spending time so and speaking the language. The, you spoke it, of the Espanol. You think you do you until you have to speak it. <laughs> That's the thing. So that was my challenge. The other one was. Um, like any other chef, you think you know when you should just shut up and, and do things. Yeah. You know, like... I've never known when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, challenges, there's lots of challenges. 
most challenges happen when the delivery is not here or when you have no food to cook yeah. and you have uh, this menu all planned up and then all of a sudden you're missing uh, 20% of your stuff and then you have to... Or somebody doesn't show up to work. That's another... You're missing 20% of your staff. That's another issue. That's That happens more and more in kitchens. Yeah. Or somebody gets mad and walks out. That's, that's why fun. the... I know we, we're going all over the place, but that's why most of the time the executive chef has a hard time to be kept because he has to always work hard mm-hmm. because a lot of times someone doesn't show up. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big challenge. So yeah, there's a lot of challenges. Uh, you're talking about professional kitchen. You're talking about home. I'm talking right. about professional home right. kitchen. There's many other ones. Yeah. We can make a whole list. But Oh this. my God, when you cook in other people's kitchens and you go in there and you find out they have... They dull, find out they're dull here. Knives, you find out they're here. <laughs> they don't have very many tools. Oh my God, and it's, yeah. So, so my challenges are, you know, that's all. If I think of more, I think we should do that again. That question yeah. uh, another time also. Yeah. But for now, this is my this is my stuff. So the answer is yes. yes. So here's a question for you. Yes. Do vegetarians eat animal crackers? Well. Tell me what animal crackers are first. Did, you didn't have those in France when you grew up? No. They're little they're little little sweet biscuits shaped like animals. In fact, they come in a box that looks like a, a circus car, like a train car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A well, circus. You know, it's lions to remember. And bears. It's all the animals right. you'd see in a circus giraffe. That's cool, and, huh? I mean, I didn't eat them all the time, but once in a while we'd get them when I was a kid. I loved them. They're just sort of vanilla flavored little sweet biscuits. They're yummy. Well, the thing is, the cookies at the time were way better than today. I would, I'm not worried, you know, see, cookies in the old days, a kid would eat, they would, you know, that was fine. Well, they hadn't invented some of the crap that's in, in packaged foods now. I'm they not didn't sure. Have yeah, I guess. Hydrogenated oils and stuff, they weren't really using that yet. And well, they started early, so it would be interesting to know. But, they used yeah. real sugar, yeah. But true, true. The, the, the most I'm not cook- saying animal crackers are necessarily good for right. you. No! I did a little uh, research on them, though. I found out they were invented in England, wow. and then they came to America. The, how did they come? I mean, they had to have a visa. I, I think it was a boat. A boat. And they had to them. get individual visas. That's not the Ark. Why not? Why not no, 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 no. That, okay. was, that was right. earlier. So, uh, and then, but originally they were just like stamped out. So they had no details on them at all. It was just like you kind of had to, well, is that a lion? Oh, I'm yeah. not real sure. And then in the 50s, but somebody they were invented shaped, no? it. They were shaped like, a, like oh, the animal. Oh, yeah. But you they know, were just sort of flat and, and, and one-dimensional. But, but square. Oh, shaped entirely. They, they were, yeah, they were stamped out like you'd take a cookie cutter right, shaped like a teapot and stamp wow, out a cookie. So cool. it was like that. And then in the 50s, somebody developed a technique for actually putting an imprint or a relief oh, on yeah. them. So now when you see animal crackers, the lion looks like a lion because you can see his little face and his mouth and his whiskers. And I remember the giraffe was always breaking. Yeah, yeah. Giraffe was, was a always in Always clubs. a problem. <laughs> 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 yeah, I loved animal crackers. What did you have? What did you have? Oh, I don't remember. In France, you had little. You had those little fish, right? Little. We had the fish. Oh my god, that, that those are in bar. That disgusting. Yeah, but they weren't. They're not sweet. They're. I think the crackers and all this stuff were made for the whole world. We had the Ritz cracker. Uh-huh. You know those Ritz. Oh, I used Saltine. to love Ritz yeah, crackers. Yeah, me too. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't touch this now. Now that I know it's in there. I never. I never. I mean, I can't even remember the last kids, time man. I bought a box of Ritz crackers. I'm not sure I ever even have. I think <laughs> it was just something my mom would buy. And I know that was. And you know what we had? The, we had the, those cubes. Do you know Vashkiri? No. 
the little cow, laughing cow. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, they make the little cubes. Right. That was so popular in France. Yeah. And the kids would devour all those things. Yeah. Well, that's remember. not a bad snack No, I know, either. I know. That, that was kids. pretty good, actually. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you know, animal crackers, uh, sure. Well, you know, speaking of cheese, because I think we mentioned cheese. In the crackers, yeah. <laughs> our first question is about cheese. Actually, it's our second question. It's the third question, but yeah. What are the Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> what are the different categories of cheese and how should each be one eaten. be eaten? Well, that's... Interesting. And uh, I've actually written about this before. I've thought about it a lot. I've laid awake at night thinking about <laughs> cheese. cheese. Uh, I, th- I think... People t- put too much emphasis on the different kinds of cheese. I mean, because they get, they say, well, you know, what cheese should I buy? This kind, this kind. Of. You know, if you read cheese books, it breaks it down into so many categories. I mean, there's cooked curd, there's pressed right. curd, unpressed curd, and, and all that. Not impressed at all curd. Not impressed, yeah. And I think it's too much information. So I think, you right. know, there's really only six categories of cheese that you need to think about. Okay. And that's fresh cheese, which is, you know, stuff like mozzarella and cottage cheese and fromage blanc and those little fresh goat cheese. And fromage frais is part of that. Um, right, exactly, okay. yeah. And fromage frais is kind of the, the granulated, what, what is that weird stuff? It's I, like a, well, it's what the what French would use instead of cream, or like uh, cream cheese, you know, in America, oh, yeah, yeah. cream cheese. And, yes. Uh, then there's uh, the bloomy rind or soft ripened cheeses, stuff like brie and camembert are the most well-known mm. ones. That's another thing. Uh, again, it's still a soft cheese, but it's got that soft bloomy rind around it. And then there's semi-soft cheeses uh, like uh, Gouda, uh, washed rind cheeses like Munster and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, those cheeses that have a lot of give to them, but they've Is been Is that the one? Actually, you know what? They, we used to compare them to plastic stuff. Yeah. They look very yeah. rubbery. It's weird. Yeah. Huh? I they're mean, they're good. My, they're good. They're good. They're good. They're not my favorite cheeses, but they're good. Yeah. And they have they have a place in the in the kitchen and on the cheese board. And then there's hard cheese, like Manchego, Parmigiano Reggiano, cheddar. Those are that's my favorite category of cheeses, the harder cheeses, mm. you know, Gruyere. But you can't really Ponte. eat them like this. It's it's more like a, a Gruyere and Parmesan is the same? Uh yeah, well they're both hard firm cheeses that uh, are aged for considerable but, amount of time. Like Comté and Gruyère, you can eat them like this. It's soft, sure, but the Parmesan, sure. you can't really eat oh, them. Oh, I, I mean. do. I do. I love it. Well, I mean, you can, but it's it's really I strong. I mean, I think the harder cheeses like cheddar and stuff, I think really pair well with condiments. Right. You know, like yeah. fruits okay. and things. They're really good with that. Or food. I mean. Yeah. And then, of course, you can cook with them, too. I yeah, mean, yeah. Those, some of those are also cooking cheeses. Right. Um, and then there's blue cheeses, which are, oh, yeah, right. well, blue cheeses. There's right. all kinds of them. You know, there's Roquefort and Stilton, and and there's a, a ton of blue cheeses made in the United States now. A lot of, yep. a lot of cheese a lot of makers, very good that's what so they on. do. Yeah, yeah. And they range from, like, really, really mild to really assertive. and, and Right. Some people love them. Some people can't stand them. Right. I tend to like more milder blue cheeses yeah, yeah. if they're the super assertive kind then i really want them with like honey or something you can do honey you can that. do also butter oh butter yeah i love that I works love really well with cheese anyway. I, I do too yeah <laughs> it's terrible some people think well that's so weird and i think no, no it's, it's more delicious. fat <laughs> it's delicious. and actually you know people have asked me uh which one is you know has more fat so you have to think that the more fat is less water 
right. for the drier. So the harder cheeses actually have more fat per ounce right. and more than protein. a fresh cheese. And more People protein. think, oh, brie, it's so fat. Well, not really. No, it's so, there's water. There's so much moisture in it. That, so just think about like this is how yeah. you think of it. It's, yeah. Yeah, the amount of water in there. And then the last category is uh, flavored cheeses, which um, they're... Are all kinds of flavored cheeses. Some are some are sort of classic cheeses that have always been that way, like Pepato in Italy, where they put well, little peppercorns. Oh, so goat, they blend know, that cheese. They put stuff in like yeah, herbs and yeah. Garlic. And then there's modern ones that are just bizarre. I mean, there's all kind. People take fresh goat cheese and they add all kinds of. Well, I do that in the, in in oil with garlic. Right, I do too, but I prefer to flavor my own cheese. Yeah, you know, right, right. But, no, yeah. but you can buy them that way, and they're they're not my favorite cheeses at all. But that's that's another category. So, and the only reason you need to know about these categories at all is if you're putting together, if you're oh, having a party and right. you're putting together a cheese they, selection, you know. Yeah. You don't want to get all hard cheeses necessarily. Yeah. You know, do a soft cheese, do a hard cheese, maybe do a blue cheese, maybe a washed rind cheese. Okay. And that's, you know, that's all you need to know. But you don't have to overthink it. It's not rocket science. And I want to go back to what you said once. Um, oh, God. You said uh, the first time you came to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say, ow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you said that uh, always eat your milk. I know we, yeah. we, we said about that. So cheese is actually really good food. Yeah. And I'm tired of how people say this is good, this is bad. You know, enough with that. Yeah. All good traditional artisanal food is good, all of it. Right. It all depends what you do, like what the quality is and how you cook it. So, for example, bacon could be really good. If you destroy it, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, cheese is great. If you get it from a really good source, it's amazing food. Yeah. It's super healthy. Satisfying. And it's super healthy. There's loads, so much nutrients protein, in there for you. calcium, all that stuff. But if you buy a crappy cheese, you get toxins in it. Right. That's all. It's it's the cheap stuff. Right. All cheap food are not good, all of them. That include red meat, all the stuff. Yeah. But if you buy good stuff, it's all good. So it's important because people get confused, but then they get stressed, and right. then they don't want to enjoy Cheese is, is amazing. Yeah. It's the problem with cheese is you eat too much bread with it. So if I had if right. I have one little advice on that, if you really think you don't want to binge too much, introduce nuts and fruits. Exactly, yeah. And and maybe if you want bread absolutely, which I really love, but it it's that's the problem is eating too much bread with it, then you You don't need to you don't need to put every piece of cheese you eat yeah. on a piece of bread. No, you no, know, I have know. some bread with your cheese, but you don't Cheese is great on its own. You don't need bread with it. And uh, and the, pr the problem a lot of people have is they're hungry and it's cocktail hour and yeah, somebody right. puts out a brie and they eat the entire thing and then they feel like, oh, God, a cheese and is that's so fattening. So well, you know, if you, eat, if you eat that much of anything, it's probably not good for you, you know? Right. So because you just want to control yourself. But you say, like what you said is great advice. Thank Introduce you. Introduce some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say that Finally. again. Say that again. <laughs> you introduce you know, introduce other kinds of protein like nuts or yeah. or you put a little. It's not fruit even just that. Or... It's uh, so it's to you can eat fat pretty much. I mean, I don't think. This, I mean, of course, there's a limit. It's when you start introducing sugar with it, and bread is sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Once you introduce sugar with a lot of protein and fat, it becomes a problem. Yeah. If you don't. It's much easier for the body to grab everything and to distribute into what it needs. That, that's what I'm trying to say. So cheese is awesome. And and I love bread with it. I can't eat too much bread with it because I'm going to be bloated. 
but I can eat more nuts. But and, also, if you got soft cheeses, you know, put out some celery sticks and carrots. I mean, wow, that's, that's a great really thing good. to put cheese on. I love take celery and put. So that's soft a great. I, you know what? That's a great idea because Thank actually, you. I just I'm the I'm the first one to think of that. Let so. me take a picture quickly. <laughs> uh, yes, there you go. So how about this? Let's. So now, if you're concerned about health issues, remove the bread entirely. Yeah. And and add some apples. Uh, dried fruit, nuts, celery yeah. stick is really good, and yes, cucumbers. Any, any, any kinds of vegetables too. I mean, even cucumbers. Blanch a bunch. Well, of I mean, vegetables. it has to be carrot. It has to be something that. But yeah, good idea. Good. This, this, that's good. See, that's you're, good, good. Like, yeah, you're see? not. You know, also uh, add as, a little charcuterie. You know, for yeah. a little variety, so you're not eating just cheese. You know, add a, add a few slices of salami or a. So charcuterie is the same. It's very good if it's extremely good quality, and yeah. that's go really to a good important. deli. Because if you buy the cheaper stuff, there's a lot of uh, issues, and I'm right. sure people have seen with cancer and all this stuff. Right. It has to do, it's not the nitrate itself, it's what the nitrate becomes, which is nitrosamine. Right. And when you buy a cheaper product, the meat is already loaded with toxic. Right. If you buy Because really, they want it to last forever and ever and ever. And also, it's been eating poorly. Right. Right. So its fat is already damaged. Right. But if you buy a beautiful prosciutto or jamon serrano or all those magnificent that are expensive, those are actually really good for you at low dosage, of course. But again, yeah. by mixing all this stuff, you... you so don't be afraid of that eat, food. If you can eat salami and, and sausages like that, buy them from a good purveyor. And yeah. if you don't know who it is, you know, go to a good deli and see what they have. Or, or call me. Call uh, me and I'll tell you. Agreed. 911. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. And what do you drink with cheese? Well, um, all kinds of stuff. I drink beer because beer I don't because I don't drink wine cheese. anymore because uh, my stomach is uh, having a hard time with it. Huh. So I like beer. I like wine. Is that of why course. they kicked you out of France because you don't drink <laughs> wine anymore? <laughs> <laughs> they removed my passport. That's well, weird. Well, I, I That's love weird. wine with cheese, wine, but I also love beer with cheese. Cider uh, yeah, is good. Oh, yeah. um, even certain kinds of spirits, you know. Sometimes yep. I like a piece of really hard, like cheddar or something with a glass of single malt whiskey is, is know, delicious. Funny. And uh, Calvados. Calvados, that works with brandy, some No, it's yeah. funny. It's actually good, except it's going to make you... Well, Calvados, you know, it's fruit-based, so you've got that apple you know, substance to go with a nice hard cheese, like a nice hard sheep's milk cheese from the same area. That's great stuff. Great stuff. Yep. Well, man, that's a that's. Of course, everything we listed is alcohol, but uh, yeah. I mean, the only thing somebody wrote once that the only beverage that really doesn't go well with cheese is water. Yeah, what is? And weird I think with that? that's kind of true. I yeah. mean, if you're going to drink water, if that's if that's really all you want, and sometimes that's what I want, just acidify it a little bit right. with some lemon. Yeah. Just squeeze some lemon into it. And, Even though and then it's gonna lemon be is going to be weird, but it's going to be better. Yeah. 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 So uh, or lime, whatever. But it that's going to be yeah, a little true. better with the cheese, or uh, sparkling water. Even I would do with like a, a touch of vinegar. I'm not sure. So cheese is fat. It needs a little acid. Well, that, if you had a really, really good tasting apple vinegar, that would be good. A little, a little spoonful in of water, that in water. sparkling water would be yeah. good with cheese. Yeah. So see, we're working. We're working. We're working. We're working and, for you. Yeah. We're doing it because we care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, oh, man, uh, that's great. Yes! A guy named George Miller once said, the trouble with eating Italian food is that five or six days later, you're hungry again. <laughs> that's yes. so true. Oh my I God. went to Italy 
couple of years. I mean, I've been there a lot, but I, the most recent time was two or three years ago. And I had a fabulous trip. I was in the north yeah. where the, all that wow. great egg homemade pasta is. And mm. it was so good. But, oh, my God, I came home. I felt right. like I had a pasta baby. I just <laughs> pasta, pasta, pasta right. every day. And with the day. sauce and the, the whole thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think one day we didn't have pasta for lunch, and that was because we had pizza. So oh, my like, God, yeah. <laughs> and pizza's not really a big thing in that part of the, Italy. So, But we did go oh, to this yeah. one place. That's what they did, and it was fabulous pizza, and, we, and they had a big salad. Yeah, made with good good wheat, good, good produce. Ah, the salads. Everywhere we went, the salads were yeah. simple. But delicious, right. exactly. so good, and they were huge. You order a salad, it's right. huge. Well, salads are great. Salads yeah. are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And uh, thing about salad, they have to be very fresh. Yeah. yeah. So they have to be picked, you know, just now or yeah. an hour or two hours. Fresh and I know, butter. and I know it's not possible all the time. I'm not saying right. you know don't don't worry too much, but you have to know that the more days you keep the salad, the less nutrients it has. And right. and salad is one of the most fantastic thing you can eat. To keep your health, yeah, in peak. So and you can make it a meal it. too if you add things to yeah. it, like bits of cheese or grains or again other back cooked to vegetable. Put a whole bunch of vegetables, grilled on veggies, it. yeah. And you can and we're back to the nuts and the cheese, nuts and cheese. So nuts and cheese is a, was a staple with bread for centuries. I mean, literally, it's it's what yeah. people are eating. And yeah. uh, in Europe or in England, I mean, in Europe or England. Europe, as Eddie, as Eddie Izzard said in his stand-up once, he goes, I'm from Europe, you know, where all the history comes from. <laughs> and people would travel with the whole family, and what they were eating was mostly almonds or walnuts yeah, and cheese mm -hmm. and bread yeah, and grapes. And a lot oh. of times the cheese was very young cheese because if you were moving around, you couldn't age cheeses that well. So there tended to be very well, fresh Well, I mean, the, the travelers, they would take whatever. Yeah. But those are the base. So yeah. today they're becoming, you know, like a problem because of the quality. But you have right. to understand that we lived off that. Bread and beer. A beer was, you know, beer is, we've said this so, before, beer yeah, is right. liquid bread. And, well, and, the Romans, and, and liquid gold. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Romans went all over the Mediterranean carrying bits of, you know, pecorino, hard pecorino oh, yeah. cheese and, and dried pasta because right. oh, yeah. you right. could carry them yeah, without right, right, refrigeration right, right. and some certain salamis too. Sure. I mean, you didn't need to be refrigerated. If it grew mold, you just cut it off and ate the next piece. It's great stuff to travel around in those days. Who said uh, beer is not the answer? Beer is the question. The answer is Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> All right, good. Here's What's... a strange question. Yes, please. Uh, where do you start? Where do you... <laughs> what do you yeah, start? where do you start? Well, in my bed. I was a little egg. I, I get a little up, embryo. I get up. Uh, no, they say where do you start in adapting recipes? You know, like if you're going to mm. take a recipe that's in a cookbook but right. you want to adapt it. Well, I guess the first question is why are you adapting it? Is it cuz you don't have the ingredients? What I was going to say is you that you can't eat something right, is that, in there. Or you so a missing like ingredient is it the seasonal uh, recipe that you want to transform into winter or uh, yeah, or so, are you just adapting it so you can steal the recipe and put it in your own cookbook? Uh, in which case, if you change, I think three things on the recipe, you can call it your own. I tell you something. Everybody does that. Oh, so those, those don't. <laughs> There's no original recipe. Come on, don't really. don't Come don't on. worry about it. You need to make your own recipe just for fun. It's not for 
to, you're not selling anything. Just make your own recipe. Change well, a couple of things. Every generation, somebody publishes a book that's kind of a, <laughs> a, a, a um, you know, an all-inclusive cookbook of how to cook everything. Yeah, you right. know, and and but it's been done for so long, and it's, and the, it's same the same stuff. Thing. You know, how to cook a leg of lamb, how to do a brisket, well, how to do a make an right. omelet. Well, you got to crack some eggs. That's what I was told. And you have to remove the shells. They told you that. Be careful. Oh, that's you why have to your remove the shells from the eggs mine. first, and then do the eggs. Oh, very interesting. All right, all right. Okay, I'll remember that. Or maybe you're just dyslexic and <laughs> you can't read the recipe. <laughs> so you know, but yeah, you just uh, I, uh, you were saying that I never said that. You, you, <laughs> you want to make sure that they're comp that that it's a like ingredient. You know, like if you're gonna if you say, well, I can't eat mushrooms, so oh, I'm gonna take right. the mushrooms out. Well, you don't. You're not going to replace it with carrots. <laughs> <laughs> you can't replace. Uh, yeah, you can't replace tofu with a leg of lamb. Yeah, right. for sure. Right. Although some <laughs> vegans do, but <laughs> without without knowing. <laughs> so you know, uh, you know, you have to ask all those questions. Why are you doing it? Are you and well, okay. And so how, let's. And how let's, do you? What do you? How do you want to change it? Let's simplify it all. The question was asked. How do you? Well, where do you start when you're adapting? So if recipes? you if you want to go that. I would start by reading the ingredients, see if I can find them. If I can, then fine. This is the first step. And then I want to see if if it calls for a fryer. If I don't have a fryer, is there anything else I can do? Right. If it's an oven I need, and if I don't have an oven, I need to figure out something. So this is where those questions you, you're asking right. Right. are valid. But if you just want to change to have your own recipe, what you want to do is you want to change the spices and the herbs. Oh, yeah. And then maybe one or two vegetables, and you look at the the way it's prepared. This is where it's going to change. All chefs have a different way of preparing stuff, and this is where you can be creative in the instructions. So this is what I would do. Right, and I guess the ultimate answer also is if the the more you learn how to cook, the less you have to be a slave to recipes, yep. and yep. you know recipes become more of a of a guideline. inspiration or a guideline. Yeah, right. Where you read recipes and say, "Oh, well, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. I'll do that." But I'm going to do it. I with never lamb thought of killing of... the animal first. <laughs> it's much more humane, really. Even if it's an animal. Right. Right. So it's a human animal. So, but so, we'll know so. if you if you adapt our recipes and do a cookbook. We'll know. So um, I will. Let's let's leave them with this great quote from Calvin Trillin, the yes, wonderful let's... food writer. wrote is writing for the New Yorker for many many years, okay. and he's he's not a food writer. He'd be the first to tell you that, but he has written a lot of books about food because okay. he's traveled around and he's very funny. He said he wrote once the most remarkable thing about my mother is that for thirty years she served the family nothing but leftovers. <laughs> the original meal has never been found. <laughs> I think that's, that's hilarious. Really good. I love leftovers now, but I never liked them as a kid. My yeah. mother. Well, so we always, I guess if you didn't like the original meal, you're not going to like the leftovers. There was no choice at the time. You need to understand that this yeah. is different today. Same with us when I was in a kid. In the old days, they, there's they no. You don't food choose out. food. You don't. You eat. That's it. That's, right. That's it. Well, and and whatever you do cook, if there's half of it's left over, oh, you don't yeah. throw it away. No, you're eating for lunch. Or that's it. That, yeah. There's no other alternative. There's I mean, never. Unless you're leaving town for two weeks the next day, you right. don't throw food away. It's no. It can be, and you can reshape it into things, and and that's the problem today. We have too many choices. Yeah. So people eat constantly with food that they should not be eating in yeah. the end. But I, sometimes, you know, whenever I cook meat, 
if I cook a big piece of meat, I always consider what what I'm going to have left over. So if I yeah, cook yeah. a steak, I always try to keep half yeah, of it right. aside for the next day, and I do something with it. I cut it up and put it in a salad, right. or I make a sandwich, or or just gnaw on it right. I think out you of the said that before, but yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this is good. No leftover. That's how everything is made, including pestos. Right. The pestos is basically herbs with oil, mm-hmm. so it doesn't go bad. Right. And then garlic, nuts if you want to, but that's a condiment. That it's leftover herbs. Whatever it is that you have in your fridge that's going to go bad, just don't let it go bad. Stocks, it's all recycled food. Yeah. Soups, it's all recycled. Stews are recycled. Everything is recycling. Um, Oh my gosh, you put or... all kinds of stuff in the freezer and save it to make stock. Right. Bones, vegetables, the bits of, you know, stems of things, right. all that stuff makes delicious stuff. So the recycling stock. is the key. This is how you cook. You don't throw things. That's right. Well, unless you're throwing the pasta at the wall to see if it's done. Yeah. Which when, I don't... when it's done. Yeah. <laughs> not, not when they're dry. <laughs> or if you're throwing pie at someone, which I like to do once in a while. To see if it's done. Yeah. <laughs> to see if they're done. Are you done? Splat. <laughs> Great. All right. All right. So we have one more question today. Uh, and somebody said, so... <laughs> somebody said... He, is I, that the same person? No. Completely different so we have person. So we have a question, but then somebody said... It completely cut, different person. Literally cut you off. That what? other person was... <laughs> <laughs> that other person was... <laughs> that other person is gone. <laughs> So they said, so cooking for a living, do you still love to cook? Well, I do, yeah. Uh-huh. I've done it for a very, very long time. 40, what is that? I started 15, 58. Um, so long enough that? that you've lost your memory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. Well, I mean, my answer, first of all, is I don't cook for a living. So right. uh, that's never been an issue for me. I mean, I have done some things, but I don't traditionally don't cook right. for a living. Um, and I, I have to say, this may sound you, strange. You don't have but to say it, but that's it. I have to say this. I have to. Um, I've never been somebody that cooked because I just love oh, to okay. cook. Some people just love to be in the kitchen. Right. And, you know, right. I like to eat well, and right. I like to eat what I like to eat. So yeah, I right. learned to cook out of necessity. Exactly. Right. And I don't dislike cooking. But I'm per- if somebody else is cooking, okay. I'm I'm happy to let them. So I'll I go, love cooking. I I'll love go put the cheese plate together, or I'll right. open the wine, or you know, I don't care. Right. But uh, no, but I, I don't. I but still I don't do, hate it. I still do, and I'm I'm very very attached to cooking, and I I'm always looking for new stuff. No, it's really a, a big pleasure for me. Yeah. Well, I love food. I, I also love my job is. Much, I love it when you cook. Yeah. Right. But my job is much more fun now. It's not like I'm cooking in the kitchen. Right. You know, it's you're not cooking out the same dish whoa, over and over. That and over must again. be so. Yeah. So what I do is really fun. I have a cooking school. I cook with new stuff all the time. I I meet chefs from all over the place because I I hire guest chefs from uh-huh. from many different uh, countries. So I can learn. So you're always learning stuff. Yeah, and it's really yeah. cool. So what I do is really fun. So I don't know if it's... Well, I've spent time at Kitchen on Fire, and I've always thought it was fun. It's crazy yeah, fun. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's, the people are great. The teachers And I are buy really awesome quality food. So You have really good ingredients. And the teachers are yeah. fun and interesting. And I have a lot of people that come, and uh, they want to teach here, even sporadically. So I have a lot of good chefs. They have their job and, you know, somewhere else, and then they, they, they work for me on, on occasion, which is great. So they... they, they they keep their stamina. Yeah, yeah. You have that one French guy that knows how to cook French food. 
I have a couple of those. <laughs> Actually, one uh, one chef, Chef Gabi, is from La Tour d'Argent in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good cook. That's right. But he cooks all kinds of stuff. Yep. And French. And French. Yep. Yep. Great. Yeah. Cooking's fun. Cooking is fun. And I, I still like love it. And um, I mean, I also love to go out. I no, love to yeah, go to restaurants. But a lot of people are going into that business, interestingly. Huh. Uh, it's funny because the restaurant lots business? of people, yeah, lots of people are coming out of very stressful jobs like lawyers and tech. Yeah. And they want to go in food. Yeah. And I have to always tell them. I mean, the thing is, yes, it's fun. It's true. It's, it's really fun. There's stress also. You know, a lot of sure. time it's a, you know, good stress also and bad stress. But there's not a lot of money. So right. you have to be very good at what you do and have a good concept to make enough money. You know, that's right. all. It's not like... Yeah. I mean, I think if your goal is just to be a cook and go into a restaurant and be a cook, you just have to know that you're you're never going to make a lot of money and it's right. hard work and it's it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to go into some kind of food business of your own, yeah. that can be really interesting and fun as long as you have a good idea and it's yeah, the well The thing executed. is, uh, it's fun, but there's many, 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 many people that want to go into that business for their own and food is the first thing you do because you think it's easy. Right. And because you made a cookie one day that everybody loves, you going to, you know, yeah. it's more complex than that. Yeah. I knew this woman in New York for years, and she was a very successful caterer and very good. I right. worked with her a couple of times. She did really great stuff. And she was really annoyed because every once in a while, somebody would say to her, you know, I'm just so sick of what I'm doing. I think, I'm, I think I'll do some catering. Yeah, right. And she's like, do you have any idea oh what goes God. into catering? Catering I mean, is... People think, well, it's just I can cook yeah. so I could cater. Oh, yeah. No. It's yeah, it's so much catering more than is that. Uh, catering is really the hardest job in restaurant a, business. Yeah, it's a lot of schlepping. It's at the end. It's a lot of lists. You and, gotta have and, lists and of the, lists. The, the carrying. Oh my god. Carrying yeah. the sh- oh god no this this is. It's I've done I've done gigs where you had to climb flights oh, yeah. of stairs to get up to the kitchen and after and you had to schlep every and they, and there's and really then, nothing in the kitchen so you have to carry everything and in. the thing is not even that it's after when you're right. done when you busted you've done you, the party like 100 people it's two o'clock 100, 200 in the morning people, you're exhausted you're drunk most of the time and then you and gotta then schlep everything out back to the everything trucks. has to be back in the truck tables. cleaned up it's insane yeah this it's is hard that's it's a hard worst. hard business yeah it's a big thing so but catering, no. But I think food it's great that people do pursue careers. In Me food, too. Especially when they have a really good idea and they say, you know, no one's done this before. I'm gonna do except this. Every, everyone has. Except everyone has, right? But so and, and if you the, go to the fancy food show, which I do every right. twice a year, you must see like thousands. There are so many companies that sell pesto. So you have to like and when good, you say a lot of it's right really exactly. Good, so when you it's say not good that ideas, hard to make. So when you say good idea, it has to be kind of unique and right. and how to replicate because it's not just that you want to be kind of uh, you have a niche here that you want to uh, My, uh, anyway it's it's not a big deal because I think it's great that people go into that fun it could be very fun and some people make it so yeah yeah and if you don't you don't yeah if you don't you'll just starve and die well that's all the time we have we have to be back in our cells before the guards wake up So join us next time for more spirited discussion and food tips. In the meantime, don't be afraid of your kitchen, and don't trust screaming chefs. And remember, everything has an end, except baguettes, which have two. 